Are there parts of motherhood that did not come naturally? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey? Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt? Welcome to Toward, finding a mom life balance. Welcome to Torn, finding a mom life balance beyond the guilt. We're your hosts. I'm Athena from North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, the beautiful Queen City, and my co-host Memes. Hi, it's Memes from New York City. I'm the procrastinator that doesn't like routine, who has three littles, and her partner Omar. All right, on today's episode, we're going to talk about who am I? Because that is one of the main questions we asked and pondered as we became parents. Um, and the way that we'll talk about these topics today is just structuring kind of our own personal identity crisis that we had. We'll share our own personal testimonies. And then we'll explain how we got beyond that guilt. So let's jump right in. I'm really glad. Uh, we decided to do this because I think it's a big one. I think uh, part of while you get all the advice about breastfeed, don't breastfeed, don't give them a pacifier, give them a blankie, let them soothe themselves. No, it's like figure yourself out, know yourself really well and what you would do under pressure and then decide if you want to bring humans to be to, or be responsible for other humans. <laughs> I feel like it's a continual battle I have the who am I question never seems to get answered. But I think that's the misconception that we get to some finite point and it's all carved out and that's going to stay the same. I think the bigger problem is that we believe that. And so I think if we get it out of our minds that we become one final end result and then everything else, you know, goes on from there, then I think we wouldn't disappoint ourselves or feel so stressed. Stress. That's an understatement. <laughs> I will say that the who am I battle started not while I was becoming a parent, because, you know, for my story, I became a mom through adoption. So while I was filling out the home studies, I knew exactly who I was. I was definitely qualified to be that child's mom. Right. Like I had all my accolades and I'm not going to lie. I got a little scared when they said that they had to interview some family members. I'm like, but wait a minute. They're not me. <laughs> I don't know if I want to claim being related to them. To everybody on your best behavior. Um, but when they came into my home and did the home study and evaluated like my cleanliness and my aptitude to be able to care for someone other than myself. I felt very confident, like, this is who I am. This is Athena and Steve, or we're qualified parents, you know. And then we went to Ukraine and went through that whole process and still very confident about who I am. I'm, you know, the business consultant going to come in here, sweep and save the day and radically change someone's life for the better, right? Rags to riches story. And then we brought the child home. <laughs> And that first morning, I still remember it just like it was yesterday, even though it was like over 10 years ago now, that knock on the door and the, 
mama, what for me to do? And I'm like, who? Mama who? <laughs> I'm like, who am I? <laughs> to actually tell this person what to do. Like, was I qualified to explain to him what it meant to be part of a family? I came from a broken family. Like, can I explain that? So it started poking holes at all these things that I thought I was, right? And I don't think that's a bad thing, though, because there is a such thing as being uh, too confident, uh, being taking yourself too seriously. So I think the beauty with parenting is that we get to redefine ourselves and those parts that are broken in us, they get highlighted, but they also get mended. So who was I when I first became a mom? I was a broken individual that had a lot of grief of losing a family, right? Because I grew up in a home with memes, um, being, I'm not going to say it, you guys decide who's the older sister, but you know, growing up with memes and then my brother Dave and our two parents and experiencing my parents getting a divorce when I was going off to college, you know, and I didn't realize how much of that was driving my desire to adopt, my desire to mend someone that had lost everything. And really, I was trying to mend myself. So I think it's an important question to ask ourselves, who are we when we become these parents? It's so interesting, because I think a big part of my desire not to be a parent earlier is, is was that search. Like, First, yes, I was waiting for like the time, right? It's like not, they ask you the question, when are you settling? What's after college? When are you settling down? And I'm a follow the path, right? Like it was, I think my biggest identity crisis first was getting out of college and my name was not on a roster somewhere. I had not found a job graduating. Um, how devastating it was that no one was expecting me. No one was waiting for me. <laughs> there was nowhere I had to show up. And realizing that because I had followed this path and kind of assumed that there would be this dotted line after, um, that I hadn't really considered what you do to put yourself on those lists. There was no real, like, even going to college, it's like, yeah, but it was like, you know, Mario jumps from this hill to this hill and then keeps going down to the next board. And when it, it was just open, the world, anything, I'm, so we know Athena's the type A, but I'm more like, where's my blueprint? And I didn't have one. So individually, yeah. I had been searching for what was going to make me fulfilled, what was happiness about, was all the existential questions, the road less traveled. Um, I learn about the hero's journey and it's like, oh, well, these stumbling blocks are to make me who I'm supposed to be for the next thing. And then I go into teaching and teaching shows me more of bringing back lessons so that you can grow and, you know, you fight your demons and I'm, you know, I'm learning more of the pieces and still my resentment is why couldn't people give me the blueprint of this? Like, why am I, what, like, if these things exist, if this knowledge is out there, why wasn't it part of my like manual? Like, here's your life manual refer to it as much as you'd like because I'd like to choose if I'm going to skip like a chapter and then figure it out but oh, not like book, right choose your path but there's a path <laughs> exactly like I could choose my own adventure but like there's two or three or four adventures like let's keep it in this realm of like controllable and so having that option and then realizing that 
the world is full of so many things you have to sell yourself at, right? So you find the thing, then you find your passion. And then for me, a lot of my teaching was that mirror. And so becoming a parent later on, it was letting go of those things I had like delved into so much to explore myself. And then it's like, practice what you preach, right? Like all of a sudden there's this person who's looking at me and it's like, really, it's important to do that? That's interesting. You don't put anything you touch back where it's supposed to go. And you don't, you don't ever do anything the same way twice. And it's just like, oh, now I just have a judgy shadow. Like I just have my outside conscience is in the world saying things to me or like it's still in my head because my kid is still really little and yet there's this other voice that's like well you value this this is what you're doing and so all of the things the things I enjoyed spending my free time on who I value building quality relationships with personal growth and all those things were the parts of me that I felt like parenting was testing it was like did you learn the lessons are you the person you say you are do you really value what you say you value? Do you spend your time? So it was almost like everything I said to kids as a teacher was just like smacked right back mm-hmm. at me. Yeah. <laughs> let's see. Let's see how you did. In yeah, the, let's see in how the, you walked out, preacher. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you do in the game of life? Um, yeah. I, so, I think it's interesting, though, because you go through that with your first exposure to parenthood, but... Thorn Tribe, like, it happens over and over and over again, because here I am four kids later, and I had an identity crisis with each one, you know? You know, with Sam, my second oldest, the identity crisis was, was I a career woman, or was I a stay-at-home mom? Was I compromising myself and career achievement? And was I turning into that non-feminist woman where I was putting my husband's career first and not my own? (gasps) Never thought I would see the day, (laughs) you know? Or was I going to, you know, value all that our mom put into us and respect that heritage of stay-at-home moms? Like, you stay home with your kids and you take care of them, you raise them up right so that they don't end up being malcriados. I have four. (laughs) So, you know, so, and then with my third child, where I had made the decision to be a stay-at-home mom for his first three years of his life, like, dealing with that, like, do I measure up in the stay-at-home mom community? Nobody else has a project plan for their infant. (laughs) Like, we are going to learn how to read and walk and talk and all this before one, you know, Um, all the way up until Phil, when I was back in the thirds of my career and you know you came home that lovely valentine's day with not flowers and chocolate but a pregnancy test and five of them at that because i just could not believe (laughs) that this was again happening and as i'm sitting there peeing on a stick um thinking who am i am i that tribe woman like i didn't think i was gonna have a starting lineup for a basketball team like what's going on here who am I you know so it's a it's a cycle and so I think naming that moment um naming that answering that question who am I I think the root of it all that I was personally battling with was regretting becoming a mom Like, regardless if it was from Sasha adoption, where I had to deal with my own wounds of coming from a divorce, broken home, like, 
having to go through that made me sometimes regret becoming a mom because I was like, well, if I never became a mom, then I would have never had to deal with that. I would have been fine. And I'm so curious. I'm so curious if that is a common emotion because I feel the same one. It's like any conflict, I'm like, hmm, had the dotted line been different. Every conflict, every choice, I'm like, what would have been behind door number four? Because I picked door number five, you know, like what? Um, I I asked myself because I know everybody experiences it differently. And I know we allow ourselves to admit things differently. So I, I like, I, I have the similar feeling. And then, you know, like the mistake of naming that feeling to your partner and they judge you for the rest of their life. How could you possibly? Well, you know, my kids always but say, well, I'm like, and if my partner as a man doesn't feel that, and I, you know, I have all my feelings about like how the role is different for different parents. I wonder how many other women, you know, reflect and that's an inkling, like a little jab that you give yourself of like, what if I had made a different decision? And I think even decision making, right? Like that part of your identity, how you feel as a woman in your culture, in your family, your role in life, your job choices about making decisions. Because I know it is something societally that it's not like we've come to a point where every woman kind of feels the same way about that independence mm-hmm. and voice, right? Like everybody signs up yeah. to them differently. So I'm just like, am I an outcast? Like, do I have this feeling all by myself? Is it other people are? I'm, I'm going to vote where people are just not admitting it. Um, and not because I need company, but because I just honestly, it's such a base. You're human. <laughs> I was at the fork in the road. Did I take the road less traveled? I don't know if I took the road less traveled. There's a lot of people in the world, but yeah, along with that question of like that regret of like, did I make the right decision? Then comes that feeling of guilt. So how do we get beyond the guilt memes? What are some ways that you found yourself like no longer feeling guilty about asking yourself the question, who am I? I think you have to redefine, you know, time. You have to reconsider like how you're enjoying things in your life. And and again, I'm going to go back to what we've said other times of seasons, right? Like uh, some seasons and some support and some phases will allow you to hold on to that individual um, that you are and your passions. The other thing is you have to reframe it. And so if it doesn't feel, because we can embrace like it was a choice, right? Regardless of how we feel about making the choice, it was a choice. Um, and reframe consciously that we also, <laughs> that we have to continue to like make that choice and continue to frame that choice out of what, do we want for our right? Our children exist. <laughs> They're here. <laughs> They're not going anywhere. Hopefully, at some point they will. Hopefully, they don't plan. They can empty the nest, but they're here. And what do you want the moments to feel like, right? And it's not always easy. You know, I like I, I always express routine being tough for me. But like, if I can reframe it that for this routine, then I'm gonna feel rested, and for this routine, I will feel organized, and I'll be able to be present, and I'll be able to focus on. The event I'm doing with family, as well as the project going on at work, and tweaking importance I give things because sometimes what I enjoy is kind of doing nothing, but 
am I paying for that doing nothing later? And so like you reframe it in, well, I'm going to front load all this work, but I'm going to carve out time to do nothing. <laughs> um, or not so much, like it's going to get sprinkled in and I'm going to connect with friends, but maybe it is with the kids or maybe how I can be present is to really enjoy this phase with friends and being mothers together. Yeah. And then my adult time is with my partner for a bit. And then, you know, and even in the pandemic, I was FaceTiming with friends and doing a book club because we still needed like that connection, the laughter together, the things that kind of fed my spirit, doing this podcast with my sister, like prioritizing that, but accepting it's going to be piecemeal. You know, it's going to be nice. I'm going to push, you know, burn the candle at both ends. And then other days I'm going to be off the radar because I need to regroup and accepting that that you know, staying late at work and dining out or just, you know, making happy hour part of the week when it wasn't planned before won't look the same, but making sure I'm filling it with the things that are important to me, that I am still growing. I am still reading. I am still connecting with the people I love. And I'm allowing my daughter to have those relationships with people that are important to me as well, because I want her to be a part of that. And I want her to see me as whole as well as her mom. Mm -hmm. I think what also helps us get beyond the guilt, at least for me, is identifying a why, right? Like this long lasting um, emotion or decision to change my perspective. And I think it was analyzing and realizing the impact, my lack of answering that question and my lack of resolving how I was feeling was impacting my children. Oftentimes we joke about it now, but my kids will often say back in my dark days when I wasn't answering who am I and I wasn't happy or I was living out of that regret feeling and out of that guilt, they would often say, well, mom did say she never wanted kids, <laughs> you know, and she wrote it in her pre-marriage counseling book. She wanted zero and here we are. She thinks we're annoying, you know, so hearing those things really broke my heart because I'm like, really, I don't find you guys as annoying as you think. Um, <laughs> and honestly, I gave that answer at a point in time where I was still trying to define who I was as an individual. So I was looking forward to a career. I was looking forward to just embarking because I got married young. So um, having that be my why of my kids, who they think of themselves and how they think their parents feel about them was my why to get beyond the guilt and start prioritizing what were the things that I wanted my sons to feel. I wanted them to feel chosen, right? That, that was a huge one for me, hence why I chose adoption as the way to start my family. I didn't have any infertility issues like most people assume because I chose adoption. No, I chose adoption because I wanted someone to know that I chose them. And I wanted them to know that I love them, even if they're not biologically of me, they are still part of me because they reside in a bigger part of me, which is my heart. And so that chosen feeling. And then I also want my sons to know that they're loved unconditionally. So no matter if they make me pull my hair out, make me question who I am, make me question whether or not I made the right decision, that the love that I have for them spurs me on to answer the question, who am I? I am a, a mom of four boys. Like there is some pride and some resolve 
in that statement. So that's why with every pregnancy, they say, oh my gosh, do not give me a girl because I finally have grown so lovingly like to being a mom of boys um, and having that be part of my identity. And so the other part, Corn Tribe, that I think helps is understanding what it is that you want to get out of motherhood um, and what you want to get out of life. Because the who am I question is a continual one, it's cyclical and it's based on the different seasons you're going to be in. It's like, okay, in this season, what do I want to get out of it? And depending on what I want to get out of it, that's who I'm going to become. That's who I'm going to identify the most with. And there are seasons where like me stepping away from my job, it was because who I wanted to be was a caregiver. I wanted to be able to take care of my grandmother and support my mom through her transition. I wanted to be able to be there for my boys as they started a co-op and homeschooling. And I wanted that foundation of education to be paramount in their lives. So that's who I became, a homeschooling stay-at-home mom. <laughs> Crazy being that I grew up in New York City and would have never thought such a thing. But embracing that. so. Figuring out what your why is, figuring out what you want to achieve in that season helped me get beyond the guilt. And I think the educator in me is always like looking to grow, digging into things. And for me, it's like that balance, like finding other ways to prioritize that. Like I was mentioning to Athena, like maybe I'm not at every conference. I can't go take the retreat. I'm not in Tulum doing meditation at 530 in the morning on the beach. but I'm still doing yoga with my daughter, um, you know, giving her nicknames that show her like what I value, praising things in her that I want her to kind of establish in a way that I don't feel I established that young, almost to a point where it will be so ingrained that she'll like almost not know where it came from. Like it'll always be part of her. And I think that's the thing that parenting, it kind of, like with that, like, what's your score? Fessed up? you know, how'd you do in the game of life? It was like, be brave, show up and be that for her because, and in all of it, because I feel like even being a stepmom challenged me where it was like, is that my place to have that conversation? And for a long time, I kind of like passed and I was just like a bystander. But yeah. then that didn't show up as who I was, right? Like I had an opinion, like God knows if you were in my yeah, head, I had an opinion about everything. <laughs> Um, I had advice about things and it's also the, like the rejection, right? Because one thing I admire about Athena is that when you go from just me to having an eight-year-old as your child, like you don't even get the, the like to lead up to it where my infant isn't judging me no matter what ridiculous thing I put on them or <laughs> what I forgot to do, or, you know, I didn't get on breast pumping schedule and have it all in the freezer and do that right but she's not judging me and when I tell her the story later she'll probably think it's not even a story to tell you know like not no point in sharing it yeah. but it's because having a teenager having um a, a toddler having other parents to consider and be in conversation was still like something I had to confront something I had to like stand in my own ground and say what do I believe what is right what's wrong what's an example and it constantly comes back to your values and who you are. So I think really knowing who you are as an individual and not that 
we can always, right? Like we're on a journey and it transforms, but asking yourself those questions without feeling like you got to fill it in with what someone else expects of you helps because it will help you answer when it's like, yeah, she has a pacifier and she's going to have a pacifier because I'm not going to do it. Whatever. And right. You, because being a parent, you have to be able to stand in your own skin and know you can answer to yourself why you did what you did for your children. There's always going to be another opinion. There's always going to be advice. Um, but the more you're comfortable in your own skin, which I think is one of the hardest lessons that we're not always given all the tools for, the less you're going to have that voice inside that says, why did I do this? What if? And how do I change it? Right? Like we want to be content with our day-to-day -day life. And I think it has to do with like being firm in who you are. Yeah, totally. So Torn Tribe, ask yourself the question, who are you? Who am I? And be brave to answer it without apology, because that's who you are. So memes, now for our men segment. Folks, we always like to give a mend. What's keeping us together, helping us hold it together so we show up how we want to show up in our wonderful places. I don't know if you've noticed, it's only two of our Beyond the Guild. But there's definitely like lip color happening. I'll tell you guys that definitely is not happening when it's just the voice podcast. There's no lipstick. I don't need it. <laughs> but putting on lips again, lipstick again, despite the mask, ordering some like just I just like makeup, playing with makeup. Um, and so okay. fixing myself up, going out to work, you know, justifying that I actually have to like leave my home to do work. And doing the little thing, right? The the makeup, the picking new masks. I like made a thing. Um, I'm enjoying like those little ways of like just doing a little dab of fun to lighten up my very early morning routine. Uh, yeah, you'll never get that from me, Torn Tribe. I don't do makeup and the whole, like, very girly things. Meme had that all covered for our mom growing up. Um, I was, uh, the tomboy, the boy they wish they had, but I turned out to be another girl. <laughs> so, sorry, Dave. I think I'm more manly. We'll tell you about his makeup and his hair treatment when we have him on the show. But uh, what's mending me these days is my work. I've just been heavily digging into the book of Ephesians um, in the Bible. I am planning on teaching it at our local church and just reading through that book, which just encourages us to sit in heavenly places. And the biggest statement in the book that Paul, the writer of the book, talks about is this word grace, which I think is so fitting because Torn Tribe, that is one of our mottos here at Torn Finding a Mom Life Balance um, Beyond the Guilt is to choose grace. And whenever you're feeling that torn feeling, to continue to choose grace. And one of the epiphanies that I had this over the past month that I've been studying and digging through this scripture is that grace is a life journey and it's not only are we saved by grace like what gets us out of our old ways and helps us become this new person is that we're sustained by grace so when you're going through storms in life and you're having a rough time grace can get you through it and then in the end what glorifies us what turns us into this image that god has created us to be 
is also grace. And it's, so it's just grace, grace, grace. But what we often like to do is get saved by grace and then perform and then get glorified by grace. But no performance can ever get us and sustain us through the storms of life. So with that torn tribe, I leave you with that. Like choose grace. And that's what's been meant to The memes, tell our folks how to stay connected so they don't miss a beat. We are at Torn MLB on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Send us an email. We'd love to get a message from you. Drop an email in our mailbox. Torn at tornmlb at gmail.com. Choose Grace. Thanks for joining. <laughs>